Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. And Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Experience Asheville on a whole new level on a guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, gorgeous views, and van-chauffeured transportation. Tours daily, year-round, with cover and heated rooftop areas. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. And today we're going to be certainly sitting back and being carried away to places from around the world, but we're also going to be talking a little bit about what's going on in our world right now. We are all a global community, and we all are working together to create. Um, uh, hope and confidence and rebound, and we know that what is transpiring now will pass. And so I'm bringing in my uh, my regularly scheduled guest today, but I'm also bringing in, bringing in William Deeson. He is a chef and owner of the Marketplace here in Asheville, and also Johnny Jett, uh, a travel influencer, it will be on the show today to talk about the travel industry and where we are today. So uh, sit back, relax, visit the speakingoftravel.net website. You can get more information there. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on that Speaking of Travel website, on the iHeartRadio app, on iTunes, pretty much all podcast platforms. If there was ever a time to be carried away and dream about travel, now is the time. Because, you know, for thousands of years, people have been traveling on local and destination pilgrimages. And we are sort of kind of in a, a journey right now ourselves. Uh, you know, a pilgrimage is a trip that's a little different than the usual. And corresponds to something deep within our heart. And I want to introduce my guest today, uh, Gabe Sweeney has uh, made pilgrimages uh, be a part of his travel and lifetime experience. And Gabe is here today. Gabe, thank you so much, given all the chaos in the world right now and things that are happening, to be with us here on Speaking of Travel. Oh, good morning, Marilyn, and thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here on your show. Well, Gabe, I was recently at a presentation uh, where you spoke about this pilgrimage that you had done uh, in Japan, and it really touched yeah. my heart. Um, and and before we even get started, let's talk a little bit about you. Give us an idea. I know you're in the creative sector. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, of course. Um 
Well, I own Sweeney Creative, which is a photography studio here in Asheville. I focus mainly in commercial and architectural photography, although that's you know what pays the bills. Uh, my passion has always been travel and adventure, and in particular, pilgrimage. Um, I love being able to go on journeys that have more meaning associated with them, to go out and seek out adventures that you know, bring uh, an increased richness in the form of whether that's history or spirituality or just, you know, um, I, I guess, deepened relationships. Um, that's, yeah, that's about me. I have a wife and four kids. We love the Asheville area and uh, spend as much time as we can here exploring the woods. So, Gabe, when you were growing up, did your family travel no, not very much, not at all. Um, some of my extended family traveled a good deal, but I had a fairly large split family um, in the suburbs of Kansas City, which is where I grew up. And Missouri is a great place to start when you're really into the outdoors because every direction you go, things get better and better and better. Um, I left in my late teens and just started traveling on my own then. I spent several years just kind of being a vagabond, uh, wandering around the country, having adventures and making friends. Uh, spent, uh, you know, several months hiking a few hundred miles of the Appalachian Trail, hitchhiked all over New England, um, ended up spending a month sleeping underneath a 200-year-old alligator juniper tree in the uh, deserts of New Mexico near White Sands. Um, just wa- wandered around. I uh, lived in Yellowstone National Park twice. Uh, spent a couple seasons there, Denali National Park in Alaska, working on some fishing boats in the Gulf. Just went everywhere that seemed exciting and interesting, just to meet everyone I could and learn everything I could. Well, Gabe, you are definitely a person after my own heart here, I have to say. <laughs> oh. And what a wonderful way to uh, really go out and see the world. But I want to definitely start talking to you about the idea of the pilgrimage. Uh, yeah. You went to Scotland. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, that was such a great adventure. I felt so lucky to have had that opportunity. Um, So that was the first year that I started my photography business here in Asheville. And one day I was at home just doing random research, kind of just scrying into Google, just wherever I could think of something interesting. And I've always been fascinated by the idea of pilgrimage. And, you know, I think most people, certainly anyone who's interested in travel, is familiar with the the Camino in Spain. That's become incredibly popular over the last several years. And so I wanted to see what else is out there. I know there's so many other traditional pilgrimage routes, and which ones have been kind of lost in obscurity, which ones haven't had all the media attention. And one of the first things I came across was the Way of St. Andrews which is a uh, lesser-known pilgrimage in Scotland, which uh, is my family's ancestral homeland. And so I started doing more and more research. I realized that only recently had it been getting any attention at all, largely thanks to some uh, push by the Catholic Church, Scottish government, and a nonprofit organization that had kind of taken on the project. So they were trying to figure out all of these ancient roads, these routes and paths, walkways that people had taken from different parts of the UK, and in particular Scotland, to get to St. Andrews, so the ruins of the old cathedral there. And I, the one that I ended up going on was called uh, Columbus Way, which started on the mysterious and sacred island of Iona. And if you've ever heard any stories about Iona, you'll hear about people say that when they get over to the island and off the ferry near the old abbey there, that the air feels so different. There's such an energy about the place that sometimes people 
freak out and they get, turn around and go right back on the boat. They can't even stand to be there. I was so curious to go stand there myself and see if I felt anything and to explore that island and then launch from there and walk across the whole country of Scotland from the West Coast to the East Coast across the Highlands, about just under 200 miles. Wow, that sounds, wow. it just sounds so inspiring, but I have to know, what did it feel like when you got on the island? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked. It's a great question. And what I was thinking I would feel, I thought there'd be some kind of energy in the air or maybe nothing, some kind of kinetic spark. But really what it was, was the same feeling like whenever you get up in the middle of the night, maybe to go to the restroom or get a drink of water and your partner or your children are still sleeping. And so you want to be as quiet as you can. That feeling of kind of self-aware silence, just being alone, walking through your house in the middle of the night, it felt like that, but in the presence of sound. It felt like silence with sound all around you. I can't really explain it better, but it was real, and it's really there. Wow. In in some ways, it kind of feels that way right now. It's it's very silent but there's a lot of but the noise is still out there and being able to find that that place that sent you on a quest right absolutely i love the i love the way you put that yeah that's what it was like wow so gabe i want to hear one thing that you felt you learned as you traveled that month in Scotland, the, give me just a synopsis of one lesson that really touched you and, and has stayed with you. Oh, I suppose that's a great question. And uh, I'd like to have time to come up with a really good answer for it. But off the top of my head, I would say just how enduring the intrepid spirit is. Some of the days in Scotland were harrowing, incredibly difficult. The route that I chose, you know, is ancient, but incredibly untraveled, going through a lot of rugged and rural farmland and, and through the highlands. And uh, I have a lot of hiking experience all over the country and the mountaineering experience, but the terrain that I crossed in Scotland was some of the most difficult I'd ever seen in my life. The moors there are brutal. And oftentimes I was kind of pioneering this route with the non, uh, while communicating with the nonprofit in charge of revitalizing the pilgrimage. And so there was no trail. And I was sinking to my knees and mud and bogs. I was going through driving rain that comes from all directions, just soaked through for huge long days. Um, I was really beat up. I almost died twice. I mean, it, you know, it was a great adventure. I, I loved it so much. But also just when things are that hard, how just putting one foot in front of the other with that, you know, pilgrim's rhythm, just the one, two step of life all day long. It was even when it was brutally difficult was so cathartic, so healing. And just, I don't know, I feel like made me a better person ever after. Well, thank you, Gabe. I think we can all take that deep, deep into ourselves right now. And when we come back, I want to I want to shift gears to Japan. I'm here with Gabe Sweeney. We're talking about pilgrimage. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel.
Subaru vehicles earn your trust the hard way, mile after dependable mile, both on the road and off. That's what makes a Subaru a great investment. According to Kelly Blue Book, Subaru has the best resale value of all brands for 2020, and a Subaru rewards your trust for years to come. 97% of all Subaru vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today. So swing by Prestige Subaru during the Subaru Lot to Love event and see if a new Subaru is right for you. Adventure is waiting and the choice is yours. The Subaru Lot to Love event, now through March 31st at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Welcome to Subiville. Hi, this is Kay with Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Our tour company in Asheville, North Carolina, is capturing the hearts and imaginations of locals and visitors alike. Each of our rooftop bar tours offers up Asheville's breathtaking scenic beauty and historic landmarks, award-winning rooftop bars serving up sample cocktails and mocktails, plus intriguing Asheville history, all from the rooftops. We have daily tours and we're open year-round, and transportation is included. Learn more by visiting AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit FlyAVL.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here with Gabe Swingy. He's the founder of Swinney Creative. Is that right, Gabe? Yep, that's right. And you do photography, and I've looked at your website. Tell us the name, the website. Uh, for us, so we can see your your beautiful work. Oh, thanks. Sure, it's a uh, Swinney hyphen creative dot com. Swinney hyphen, and that's S W I N N E Y. That's right, and um, you won't see much of my travel photography there, although you can find that on Instagram if you look for Gabe Swinney. Um, but most of the website's going to showcase a lot of the architectural and commercial work that I do, and it is beautiful as well. So I'm sure it all comes from these wonderful experiences you've had of being out in the world and what you were saying about the pilgrimage in Scotland, you know, getting to your hands and knees and how harsh the terrain was and the driving rain and and coming out on the other side uh, and bringing back with you, it sounds like, so many life lessons. Tell me how you transitioned into your next pilgrimage when you went to Japan. Oh. Well, uh, it was probably a year and a half, two years later. And after getting back from Scotland and uh, recovering, I started doing research. I knew that I needed to figure out what was next. I've always been drawn to Japan and Japanese culture and looked for an opportunity to one day visit. Um, And again, it started with thinking about, well, is it time to go walk one of the routes of the Camino in Spain? And I thought, no, you know, not yet. Definitely soon. But not yet. What else is out there that, you know, maybe gets overlooked? And that's when I found out that UNESCO, the historic branch of the, of the United Nations, that they only have two uh, certified World Historic Site pilgrimage routes. And one of them is the Camino in Spain, of course, and the other is the Kamano Kodo, a series of ancient pathways in the key peninsula of Japan and the Wakayama Prefecture that go to visit these three grand shrines. 
And the more I learned about the stories, the history about that region and that pilgrimage, I became obsessed. I started studying maps constantly in all my free time. You know, in my car while sitting at a stoplight, I was pulling up websites and just pouring over all the information I could about it. I learned everything that I could cram into my brain and started planning that adventure, which I was lucky enough to have a chance to go and do um, last November. And tell us about that. It, it sounds like you were really driven to go there. And how did you arrange to even do this? <laughs> well, um I, again, it all began with a ton of research. I love doing research and just building the anticipation of that next trip, the next adventure. Um, it just kind of pulls you through the harder days in life, just building the infrastructure of a dream. And so eventually I had it all worked out. Um, I had two friends that came with me. One was my wife, Aunt Sally, um, noted artist from Michigan, and then a dear family friend, Joy Moss, uh, from Asheville. And we had all of our reservations planned ahead of time, which I have to admit, I kind of chafed under a little bit the how structured this trip was. My speed is a little bit more like Scotland, where it was just this big, wild, open adventure. And this was very much knowing where you're going to be every night. Um, I kind of enjoyed just sleeping in the sheep pastures and, you know, finding, making uh, work as I go. But because very similar to the Camino, on the Camano Cotto, there's very limited uh, accommodations. And so you have to plan everything ahead of time. There are several services out there online that can help you with reservations. The language barrier, of course, is a very real thing. And so you can make sure that all of your stops are planned, food is planned, and all that. So when you start walking, you know exactly where you're going to be from point A to point B. Well, tell me a little bit about <clears throat> what it was like for you. I, I really would like to spend a few minutes talking about what a pilgrimage is about once you mm-hmm. start on the path. Well, I love that question. And for me, once you start walking on a pilgrimage that you've planned, it's like you're immersing yourself in the world of all of these iconic images that you've been studying up to that point. For the Kamano Koto, for example, the three grand shrines, which are these three incredibly holy places that people have been walking to in an established way for over a thousand years. But the actual roots of this journey, this adventure, go back beyond history into into mythology. And one of them, one of the grand shrines is Hayatama, which is associated with... Um, Stones and the Kamanogawa River and um, and the time of the present. Another one is Hangu, and Hangu is associated with the past and where we come from before we live in this life, and it's associated also with trees. And then lastly, Nachi, which is many people have seen images of Nachi because it's at this huge waterfall. The highest falls in Japan is associated with the future. And so I was constantly thinking about these three places, these three natural aspects, and the stories associated with them. So while I was walking, I felt like I was always looking up at the sky for one of the stories um, is about seeing many moons in the sky, that these Kamano deities or Kami would have manifest themselves as multiple moons. And I was looking up to see if maybe I would spot an extra moon or two. There was also this uh, spiritual guide that's associated with that pilgrimage um, called Yadagarasu, who is a three-legged raven or jungle crow. 
And so I was always watching the huge black birds this sort of over to seeing if I could spot that extra appendage. And then seeing that symbology everywhere and the tiny shrines, the Shinto shrines that are constantly all over the place, even deep in the woods, you'll see little shrines all the time that people will go and leave a little glass of tea or sake or just a few coins. Just everything there feels sacred everywhere you go, every step. It was just being immersed in the sacred the entire time. Uh, gosh, I, I wish I could share that feeling. Well, it's it's coming through, Gabe, of uh, um, just the the intensity and the uh, de- depth of being there and and being able to uh, to experience all of that. So, when you came back, uh, how did you feel when you came back? Honestly, in a word, transformed. I'm not sure how much of this is psychological, maybe somewhat spiritual. But I came back, I just felt more me than I've ever been in my life. I really felt like I had gained a level. Um, It was incredible. And I I felt that, I mean, I can almost pinpoint the moment when it happened, although certainly it was built up throughout myriad experiences during that journey. But when visiting the last of the grand shrines, Nachi, Nachi Shrine at the waterfall, walking down there to the base of the falls. And I'd seen this image of this waterfall and wanted to photograph it for years. And finally, I, I was standing there and I had this small ceramic dish and filling it up with the water from the waterfall, pouring through this dragon-shaped fountain near the base and drinking the water. I just, it, it was so, yeah, I just felt like there was something, an emptiness in me somewhere. And not like a huge cosmic ennui necessarily, but just something that was missing, and it was filled up that day. And I don't know how long this feeling will last, but it's been several months now, and I'm still flying high on it. Um, So yeah, in a word, I feel like I came back transformed. And that's part of the magic of pilgrimage travel. And uh, it truly is the only real magic that I have ever found so far in my life. And magic is all around us. I, I feel that we have so much sacredness everywhere we look and and it's just a matter of putting like you said that pilgrimage journey step one foot in front of the other oh i love that so i want to talk to you a little bit um just so you you feel this transformation when we come back i want i i'd love for you to be able to give us an idea of how that uh, transforms into into the life that you're walking today, Gabe. Thank you so much. I look forward to, to following up when we come back. Oh, great. Thank you, Marilyn. This is Marilyn Baugh. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be right back with William Deeson from the Marketplace Restaurant here in Asheville. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. 
This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I've got a travel tip for you today. With the liquid rules for carry-on bags, or the fear of spills inside a checked bag, it's always a challenge to get the toiletry bag ready for a trip. So, consider solids. You can purchase just about all of your toiletries in solid form. This includes your soap, shampoo, conditioner, your sunscreen, insect repellent, and even toothpaste. These items are small and lightweight and can last months at a time. What a solid idea. For more travel tips, visit our Frequently Asked Questions on our website at flyavl.com. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, your host of Speaking of Travel. And I have to tell you, the Asheville Rooftop Bar Tour just might be the hottest ticket in town for locals and visitors alike. Kay Bentley and her amazing team at Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours helped organize a group tour for us on a recent Sunday afternoon. We saw a part of Asheville's best views with well-known and new sites to look out over from high above the city. It is, as the name suggests, a tour on top of some of Asheville's fabulous rooftop bars. Sit back and order some handcrafted cocktails, some craft beer, local wines, maybe a small plate of yummy food, while you're learning about Asheville from the early years through historical photos from the late 1800s and early 1900s and hearing stories about what was going on at that time. And then you get van chauffeur to the next rooftop bar stop. It's so much fun. For more information, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball. I'm here today with William Disson. He is the chef and owner of the Marketplace to talk to us about what is going on in Asheville right now in our community uh, during this time. And William, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me on today. Uh, I appreciate it. I know it's a somber time for all of us, um, and it's definitely been interesting navigating the last, you know, the last week in the restaurant industry. Um, As you mentioned, uh, I'm based out of here of Asheville, and we have the Marketplace Restaurant that's 41 years old this year, and uh, my 11th year there, uh, which is amazing. Um, We also have Haymaker Restaurant in Charlotte, and Billy D's Fried Chicken at the North Carolina Zoo in Asheboro. you know, and our, our whole platform has always been about sourcing local and being part of the community. And I think this time now more than ever, we need our community to come together uh, to support one another. Um, we've unfortunately, you know, had to had to provide furlough for um, our hourly employees. You know, as as the governor uh, put a mandate on closing restaurants yesterday, um, we we went ahead and closed our restaurants first thing on Monday morning uh, just to help. As the, you know, the phrase is saying, flatten the curve and help to get everybody uh, safe at home as we're we're all navigating this COVID nineteen chaos around the globe. Um, but I'm I'm hopeful. You know, I'm hopeful for the future. Um, I actually had a really great call with our Buncombe County Senator uh, Terry Van Dunn this morning, um, and she and I were talking about you know everything they're doing on the state level to provide better unemployment. Uh, insurance benefits for all those who've been furloughed at this time. Um, you know, they're going to be taking away a lot of the uh, the um, 
the week waiting, and they're going to hopefully be able to extend um, extend the benefits beyond what they're paying this you know week to week. So I think that's going to be really helpful for our folks to be able to um, take care of themselves and provide sustenance for their families. Uh, but for me, it's also important. You know, we're restaurants are in the public health sector, and we <clears throat> we need to make sure you know we get inspected by health inspectors. So this is also the time to I think to do the right thing, like like the governor did, and um, shut this down for for you know until until we can find a prudent to to get back open so it's I think it's definitely the right the right time and the right idea um but at the same time it's also it's, it's gonna be difficult you know um i've been I've been in the restaurant industry since I was fifteen years old washing dishes and college and culinary school and apprenticeship and um graduate school and school of hard knocks I finally had the opportunity to uh to buy my restaurant, the first restaurant, which was a marketplace, is a marketplace, um, and to have the opportunity to continue to grow and open more restaurants and feed more people and provide hospitality for more people around the state has been, you know, it's been somber that we've had to close the doors because it's been my life's work to um, to feed and nourish people and to um, to take care of our community. Um, but I think all that being said, I think, you know, we, we really look forward to the opportunity to do this again and to feed everybody and to bring people together to celebrate and to and to eat and to be healthy um, as soon as we can find an answer for what's going on. Um, I definitely implore to everybody out there listening, take a moment, um, contact your North Carolina senators. Uh, if you're not in North Carolina, contact your state senators. Contact your your state government, your state senators, your house, your governor, and ask them to uh, to provide assistance and to push uh, legislation through to help us out. Um, you know, I think I read a number yesterday that uh, the restaurant industry uh, like a three hundred nine million dollar um, hit if everybody becomes unemployed, or excuse me, billion dollar hit if everyone becomes unemployed. So this is gonna this is gonna affect a lot of folks and create quite a bit of fallout. So we need our our government, our both at the state level and at the federal level, to jump in here as soon as possible and to provide some help for everyone. Um, well, William, thank you, thank you so much for that information and 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 for the. Uh, inspiring words. We will rebound. We will come back. We are a community. We are Asheville strong. And is there a way that people can get information right now to um, just to be able to do their own uh, uh, research on how to get this information? Certainly. Um, you can follow me you know, at Chef Billy D. I'm definitely posting things uh, daily about you know all the legislation that I'm that I'm finding. Um, you know, I'd also implored everybody to, uh, you know, to follow the CDC and the World Health Organization, you know, just for public uh, public health and awareness of what's happening at the global uh, and local and state level um, in terms of their health. But then also um, implored everybody to follow, uh, follow Governor Roy Cooper as he's going to be making announcements hopefully today. Um, and, you know, we're all just We'll all just come together and, and try to be positive and enjoy the time we can at home with our, our friends and family. Um, I told someone yesterday, I said, you know, as I was growing up, I, I used to listen to a lot of reggae uh, and I kind of got burnt out on it. 
but I think now's a really good time to turn the Bob Marley on and get some positive vibes going. You're right on there, William. Thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel, and I'll be getting back up with you and hopefully have you again uh, on the show's following. That sounds wonderful. Well, uh, be well, and thank you so much, and everybody stay stay positive and keep your chin up. We're all going to get through this together. Thank you, William. We're back now with Gabe Swinney. He is the founder of Swinney Creative, and he's sharing his experience walking on the pilgrimages in Scotland and his latest pilgrimage in Japan. And Gabe, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel today. And I'd really like to f- to hear from you on, just give us kind of an overall, what you talked about how pilgrimage these pilgrimages have transformed you. How does that transform you into the world you're living in today? And what can we take away from these experiences in creating a pilgrimage in the best way we can right now? Oh, well, those are all great questions. And I suppose how it's affected and transformed me and how I interact with the world myself is that it just, it, it fuels, it fires my enthusiasm. It gives me stories to tell, which is when I'm most comfortable interacting with other people. It's where I can, I feel like I can share the truest part of myself. Um, as for how other people can, you know, look forward and plan their own pilgrimages. Honestly, man, I feel like there's no better time than to do that right now. A lot of people are unsure of, you know, what's going to happen later today or tomorrow. And I think that a great place to put your thoughts is, in the future when we're all able to freely move around and explore again, this is a great time to kind of look inward and see what, where is it that you want to go? What's been calling you? What places are out there? What adventures are, you know, calling your name? Um, just to listen and think maybe it's the Kamano Kodo in Japan. Maybe it's the Kamino in Spain. Maybe it's something I've never heard of, but just listen, see what's interesting and then start doing some research. Start drawing out the maps and planning your next great adventure. Well, that's what we all have to be doing right now is create, creating our own next adventure. And and even, right, Gabe, to be able to go outside, we are so fortunate to live in this beautiful, beautiful part of the world, of the planet, uh, being able to go out and uh, and look for those answers within, outside. Oh, I totally agree. That's something my family's doing right now while we're all home together and the kids are out of school. Everyone in the family has picked one waterfall or mountaintop in this region of Western North Carolina, and we're taking turns each day or a couple of days and going out, and they're leading us there. Even my uh, three-year-old daughter, Penelope, she really wanted to go on a picnic somewhere with big views, so we're going to Roan Mountain with her. We'll go to Turtleback Falls later today with Rosemary, the eight-year-old. Um, Wesley really wanted to go to, oh gosh, we're, I think maybe Smoky Mountains, Wesley. Anyway, we have a big list and we're just spending every moment we can together out exploring the nature here. That is so beautiful. And I'm so glad you were able to share that with us. What a wonderful idea. We can get outside. We can explore. And and really, we have to remember how important uh, that journey is. And Gabe, thank you so much. Tell us again how we can see uh, how to get on your Instagram so we can find some of these beautiful, beautiful pictures. Oh, sure. Thanks. Um, my Instagram handle is at Gabe Swinney, G-A-B-E-S-W-I-N-N-E-Y. 
My website is swinney-creative.com. And I'm always doing things with uh, Asheville AIGA. It's a great way to find me and connect around town. I am so thankful for you being here today. The timing couldn't be better. And Gabe, I promise I want to have you back. So go on a pilgrimage. Uh, Be thinking about where you want to go. Go within. Thank you, Gabe. Oh, thank you, Marilyn. It's been great talking with you. Subaru vehicles earn your trust the hard way, mile after dependable mile, both on the road and off. That's what makes a Subaru a great investment. According to Kelly Blue Book, Subaru has the best resale value of all brands for 2020, and a Subaru rewards your trust for years to come. 97% of all Subaru vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today. So swing by Prestige Subaru during the Subaru Lot to Love event and see if a new Subaru is right for you. Adventure is waiting, and the choice is yours. The Subaru Lot to Love event, now through March 31st at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Welcome to Subiville. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Hi, I'm Kay, the founder and owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. We enjoy showing you Asheville from a bird's eye view. We're so excited to announce our new experience tours. We're teaming up with some amazing local businesses to offer a -a one-of-a-kind tour experience. Create your own marble piece of art on our Make-A-Craft, Drink-A-Craft tour with Magic Studios. Or how about the thrill of axe throwing on our rooftop chilling and kicking axe tour with Axeful Throwing Club. To find out more about these special, limited-time-only tours, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and we've had such a wonderful show talking about being able to think of a pilgrimage and how you can take one step in front of the other. And, you know, years ago, I was introduced to a website that just had everything that I was looking for in travel. And that website has now become the first stop for thousands of travelers. Johnny Jett, he helps so many of us get that inside scoop on how to travel. He has always given us tips and advice and deals and common sense in our approach to traveling. And today, in the midst of this travel industry setback of great proportions uh, that no one ever dared dream of, I am so happy and excited and and really honored to have Johnny Jett here on the show to kind of give us a lowdown on what it's like out there and why we must keep planning and dreaming of travel. Johnny, thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me on. You know, Johnny, we've used your website and and your common sense approach to traveling for years and years and years to inspire us to travel and to see new places, meet new people, eat new food. What what's happening right now? Give us kind of a, a, a your feedback um, on on what the scope is of the industry right now, and and why it's important for us to continue to dream of travel. 
Well, I've never seen, no one's ever seen what's going on right now. And I don't think anyone could have ever foreseen it either. Um, it's just remarkable. Every minute it, the news is changing. And I mean, I just, I just woke up a few minutes ago. I live in Los Angeles and, you know, I just see the Canadian U S borders closing to all non-essential travel. So it's just, and like every, pretty much every country seems like they're just going on lockdown. And I, unfortunately, I think that's going to be the future for at least the short term, excuse me. But, you know, I do think people should um, at least, you know, travel virtually right now. You know, you can check out all these different webcams. They're going to come out with a tip today with, you know, really cool webcams. But I also think people should plan travel because hopefully this whole thing will be over by the summer. Um, although, Every day, it seems like it's not going to happen, but this is a great time to buy travel for the summer because the airlines have such loose policies where um, if you buy your tickets before March 31st, they'll let you change your tickets for free or give you a credit if you end up um, not going on that trip or if they cancel that flight, which there's a good chance that will happen, um, you can get a full refund and keep in mind that if you do think you're going to travel this summer and you want to just wait and see how it all plays out, that the airlines are cutting back so much that the fares are going to skyrocket when this thing, this nightmare is over. So how you talk about virtual travel, and I want to talk about that a little. I've even thought about time travel. How could we get into that mode? <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and maybe that that concept is like just remembering going back and revisiting trips that we've taken and places that we've been. And but let's talk a little uh-huh. bit about virtual travel, because I've noticed lately that there are a lot of like you can go inside museums and uh, what tell Tell us a little bit about how we can go about even researching virtual travel right now. Yeah, you know what? That's actually one of the posts I have ready to working on as well, by the way, because there are a lot of museums that are offering, um, you know, you can travel there virtually. And, I mean, there's so many different organizations. The Seattle Symphony is actually doing live performances that you can watch online. Um, I think people are getting creative and, you know, now pretty much everyone is staying home, which they should be. Um, they're all logging on and they're just trying to find stuff that is new and interesting and, and besides catching up on their daily life, um, there's all kinds of things you can do. And again, I, I'm coming out today with a bunch of webcams where you can actually see these live webcams. Last night I logged on to research and my favorite webcam was the Sydney Harbor cam. And you can just see, I mean, it's live. You can actually see the ferries going by. And it's just it was such a beautiful day. Uh, it actually transported me back there, which is one of my favorite destinations. Well, that transporting is something, uh, transporting and, and transformation, uh, dreaming, being able to really use this time. Uh, my guest today on the show uh Gabe was talking about going on a pilgrimage. Uh, he was in Japan. He was in Scotland. And, and really, a pilgrimage can be uh, just what we're talking about, being able to go inside ourselves um, and, and really getting out there virtually to see the world and and make uh, begin to make plans for, oh, when this passes, I am, I am getting myself, my feet on the ground there. Correct. I mean... You know, I think everyone needs to make the most of it uh, this time. This is actually an incredible time right now. 
Uh, I don't think people should panic. We just take a deep breath. Everything's going to be okay. And it's just actually just embrace it. It's, it's kind of nice to just know that, you know what, you can't go out. Don't worry about having FOMO, fear of missing out. You know what, you're just going to stay home and you can and catch up and just catch up on yourself and, or whatever you need. I mean, there's so many little things that we can do here at the house. So we have two little kids. We can play games. We can catch up on our work. Do you know? Organize a house, or just dream of travel and um, and look at our old pictures, and even organize your old pictures. I had someone email me today asking me, you know, what do you recommend for making scrapbooks and things like that? So this is a time where you take out those old videos and photos and um, and 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 think think of your old trips. Absolutely, and I love that idea of. Uh taking out your photos, putting them into scrapbook. That could be a good tip that you could put out there, Johnny. For sure. You know, I I have it ready to go for next week. Well, there you go. So tell us how we can get connected to you. Your information, I've been on your newsletter for years, and, uh, you know, whenever it shows up in my inbox, I'm always so happy because I know there's going to be some great travel tips. And, you know, you've got, you always have wonderful offers in your current all the time. So how can we stay current with you during this time and beyond? Yeah, well, well thank you for the kind words. So my website is johnnyjet.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y-J-E-T.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you can subscribe to the newsletter. We have actually have two. We actually have three, but I haven't sent the deals one in a while. But we have a um, daily travel tip that goes out every day with a tip tip and then we have a weekly newsletter that usually has a lot more stuff like a website of the week an app of the week and my stories of what i did for the week although i'm just staying home now so that's um kind of boring but um and then also on social media i'm johnny jet j-o-h-n-n-y-j-e-t on instagram and twitter only one t i'm not related to joan so um that's it all right well johnny so Give us some give us some inspiration here. What can we do? You've given us some good tips. We know where we can get the research. Um, as far as uh, moving forward, you know, seeing th- that we're in a place where none of us have ever ever dreamed we would be, uh, how can we, to you, uh, stay calm and move on? Well, that's a that's a good question. Um, I just think that you just to realize this will eventually pass, although it could be it could be up to a year. Who knows? Um, but even if it is that long, embrace it. You know what? It makes no sense of panicking. We're all in it together, and we'll get through it. And um, hopefully, the world will become a better place from it. And I think it is going to change a lot of our habits for the better. And um, that's it. Well, Johnny, I can't thank you enough for being here on Speaking of Travel today and also doing what you're doing, keeping us abreast of uh, timely information, current information. I do want to say I don't think your life is going to be boring staying at home. What, oh, you tell no, us not. what you guys are doing all the time. So keep us in the loop. Um, thank you so much. Again, it's johnnyjet.com. You can sign up. Johnny, thank you so much for getting up early, being on the show, and um, and I'll look forward to talking to you again. All right. Thank you for having me on. Take care. You bet. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. We've we've had a crazy week here. And as we move out into the week ahead, uh, think about what William has said on the show about 
being a part of our community, finding out what you can do to to be of help, to to help those who are going to really need our help right now. Think about what Gabe talk about, talked about as far as a pilgrimage. Go outside. Take your kids outside. Take a walk. Do some yoga. I've been doing virtual yoga online. There's so many opportunities. Stay strong. Check out Johnny Jet's johnnyjet.com. Stay abreast of what's happening. Be well. Be safe. And remember, life is short. We cannot postpone joy. Oh.